All right, today we want to talk about righteousness. What is righteousness? In other words, God has given us in the New Covenant grace, which grace gets us everything. In other words, it's favor. We don't have to work to get it. It's all free. But righteousness... I want to give you three definitions of what it is. The first one you're most familiar with, which means right standing with God. In other words, like I said, everything that is God is ours. We're the sons and daughters. We can come before him because we are his son. The second one is that righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of our Father as if We never sinned. When he looks at us, he sees Jesus. He sees us perfect. How do we see ourselves? That's what we got to understand. If we see ourselves the way he sees us, we can have a, a perfect life. So how do you do that when you know you sin? What part of us sins? It's the flesh that sins. We are not the flesh. We are a spirit being. We live in a spirit world with God, and that's why we can come before him. So it's our body that sins. So if we can stay righteous, the body will not sin. So another question is, how do you stand in the presence of the Father as if sin never existed? Because Jesus went to the cross. He defeated death and the devil. He defeated sin. So anyone that is walking in the Spirit cannot sin. It's only that flesh that can sin. So we stay in righteousness then this flesh is under control and that we can walk the way God wants us to walk in the spirit so the answer is because you receive the gift of righteousness gotta understand it's a gift everything from God is free you didn't earn it it's like when you were a kid Christmas time, you got free gifts. You didn't have to do anything to earn it. Your father and your mother saw what you wanted or needed, and they got it for you. And it's the same thing with God. So God sees us through the gift of righteousness. And righteousness, in a way, means you're sin-free. He sees us through Jesus when we stand before him. you got to understand, isn't Jesus his son? We're also sons and daughters. Even though we're adopted, righteousness in a way means we have the same rights before God that Jesus has. So we're righteousness of God as if sin didn't exist. you got to understand that. 
The unrighteous are the ones that don't, they're not born again. They don't understand anything of God. They do everything that the world does. That's, so unrighteousness is opposite of God. Righteousness is with God. So it means you can stand before God worthy. But what does the devil try to tell you? You're unworthy, you're no good, you're never going to mount anything. Well, who are we going to listen to? The flesh or God? I don't know about you, but I'm listening to God. The third definition is the ability to stand in the presence of our Father without any sense of guilt, fear, shame, or inferiority. Because all of those things are of the world. Guilt, fear, shame, and inferiority. We are not of the world. We live in the world because we're living inside a earthly body, but we are not of the world. So inferiority is caused by your consciousness of sin. Now, whose consciousness of sin is your body? We are conscious, God conscious. We think about him all the time. But when you receive the gift of righteousness, you stand before God without a sense of guilt, fear, shame, and inferiority because... Like I said, we are not the body, we are the spirit. So, can you say I'm righteous? Whether you, if you're born again and you're a spirit being, whether you say it or not, you are. So by faith you know that you're the righteousness of God. Who told you that? The Holy Spirit. So you know that you know that you know that he can't lie. So if he says you're righteous, that means you're righteous. So we can say, I will not stand before God in fear. We can say that. The flesh can't say it because the flesh, that's all it does is live in fear. We live in the righteousness of God. I will not stand before God in guilt and shame. Again, we can say that because the guilt and shame is in the flesh. And the same thing with inferiority. That's when you know you're walking in righteousness when we're not walking in those earthly things. So what does that mean, walk in righteousness by faith? And you will rule and reign over these things. It's whatever the word says, we do it. That's walking in righteousness. And faith is believing everything that's in the word that is true and that when we see it, we know we have it. So God gave you a gift of righteousness and it's your new identity now. Our DNA is of God now. It's no longer of the the earth or the world. So when you believe that you are righteous, you're going to be a doer of the word then. The body doesn't even understand the word. We as a spirit, we are in the word. We're studying the word every day and growing. 
So when you walk in the Spirit, you are sons of God. We have to understand that. You are a son or daughter of God. and Why? Because you, through righteousness, you have the right. So if your thoughts can get you to stop believing that you're righteous, then you don't know who you are. So where do thoughts come in? Into the flesh, into the body. Just the negative thoughts come there. The, the thoughts from God are coming in too, but they are, they know that you are righteous. Like again, the thoughts that come into your flesh are telling you that you're not. But we already know we are. So we're righteous, the righteousness of God and the day that we believe it, and hold on to it, we start walking in God's promises. Now, what are the promises? That's when you're reading a scripture and God says that you can have something. That's a promise. There's about three and a half thousand of them in there. You can pick out which one you want to choose any time of the day. Grab it, and it's yours. So your flesh then says, I don't believe it. Well, that doesn't make any difference. God says that we, the Spirit, can have it. It doesn't make any difference what the flesh says. Because you are immature and you need to be weaned away from living your life under the law. That's what we tell that flesh. So what is the law? The law is that you have to work to get something. So your flesh, that's all it thinks about. If I do this ten times, well, then God will give me that. No, you already have it. When you become born again and become that spirit being, everything that God is and has is inside you already. That's why you study the Word to find out what you have and how to use it. So the law then is really... Sin consciousness. Don't you think about like the Ten Commandments say, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. That, that's the law. So, and we have to be, be away of your self efforts and the works. Because what is the flesh itself? I want, I want, I want. Well, the, the spirit man doesn't, he's already got everything. So when you start to understand what it means to be the righteousness of God, you understand what it means to live the godly life. Because the godly life is everything good. The earth, there's good in it, but there's more bad than good. Romans 4 says, what did he discover about being Right with God. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness. So if his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have something to boast about. But that was not God's way. In other words, Romans 4 is talking about 
starts out talking about the flesh, then it gets into uh, Abraham and how Abraham overcame the fleshly ways of life, working for everything. For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not for God. In other words, glory only comes through God. It doesn't come through self-works. So not if he's righteous because of what he did to become righteous. In other words, that's works. What did Abraham do? God told him he would have as many descendants as the stars in the sky. That was a gift. He didn't have to do anything to get it. So God doesn't get any glory from it because he got what he got through his works and not believing in Jesus, what Jesus did. Jesus did the work for us. Now, if we believe what he did, that then we're walking in our rights. In verse 4, it says, If Abraham's blessing is a gift, then Jesus gets the credit. But most church people believe that the blessing is a reward for something that they are responsible for getting and that they get credit for the reward and they go around and tell you the reason why I'm blessed because I did these ten things. Now, who's getting the credit? The flesh. But if you take that gift from God, it was only through Jesus that we got everything free. So what it, the whole chapter of Romans 4 is talking about the difference between works and flesh. And that's or works of the flesh and the gift of the Spirit. So as a spirit being, we are walking in grace. But if we keep trying to earn it by working for it, this is a serious thing because that means that we're going to be getting nothing from God. As long as you try to work for something, even in the Bible, was it Simeon that went up to Paul and said he wanted to buy? You can't buy the things of God. The Bible calls righteousness a gift. It's free. When you go to talk to somebody about giving their life to God, what do they always say? Well, I'm not ready. i got to do this, this, and this. No, you don't. The minute you accept God as your, your, or Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what happens? All that stuff is wiped out. You can't get rid of it. What? God can. So remember the objective is so that you can rule and reign over your trouble, your sickness, your poverty, your lack, and when you receive the gift of righteousness. All of those things are of the world and now you rule over them that you you can tell your trouble, tell your sickness, poverty, go. 
But as long as you are immature babies, where righteousness is you still thinking it's something that you must earn instead of the gift, you are on milk and you won't reign in life. It's when you start getting into the meat, which is believing that God's word is true, that's when you get into the meat. So we are now righteous because we have faith in Jesus and our faith is counted righteousness. It was for Abraham, but for us it's a gift. He couldn't have the gift of righteousness because Jesus hadn't died yet. So God imputed righteousness to him without having to work. Imputed means that because he was walking in the covenant that he was still righteous. So what does it mean to impute? It literally means to charge a person with or to credit a person with. Doesn't that sound like works? So, God says you are blessed. Now, are we going to believe God or are we going to believe your flesh? Jesus got charged with your sin. He took it so that you wouldn't be charged with it. But the righteousness on you without, or putting righteousness on you without you having to work for it. That's why he died on the cross, so that we wouldn't have to do everything. He already did it. So let me say that again. Without you having to deserve it or earn it, Jesus made you righteous. Verse 8 says, Yes, what joy for those who record the Lord has cleared sin. In other words, it's on record that you're, what do they call it? The Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is in it. You're sinless. You're going to go to heaven when your body dies. So this is so awesome. The Lord imputes righteousness without works. Again, that's talking about Abraham. But with us, Jesus already made us righteous. He's not going to hold sin against you if you're righteous. How can he? Because it's your body that's doing a sin. But when you gave your life to him, that sin was taken care of, washed away. doesn't exist anymore. So every time he sees you, he sees a sinless person. So he's not going to charge sin against your account, then, is he? It's already been taken care of. He says, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to receive the gift of righteousness. It's automatic. The minute you say, be the Lord of my life, you, the Spirit come inside that body, and that body is, and you are righteous for one second until the body decides it's going to sin again. And I'm not going to come to you. In other words, the sinful, 
and say, well, you can't be righteous because you did what last night. Well, who's saying that? Satan is getting in your fleshly ear and telling you that whatever God has said is in the Bible is not true. He gets you to look in the past. What did you do last night? God is telling you the future. We don't have to look back. It's already taken care of. But the devil is trying to convince you it isn't. He says, I will not hold your sin against you for those of you who believe in Jesus Christ. So if you get thoughts in your mind that you got to earn it or that you, you're not forgiven, that's from the devil and it's a lie. So why charge sin against a man that doesn't sin? That's us. The spirit man does not sin. It's a gift of God. What? That you are sinless. Now that you're righteous, there is no more sin. We're talking about the spirit here. The flesh will still sin, but if we control the flesh, there will be no sin. So God is going to give you a gift of righteousness and everything that comes with it. What do we have? The fruit, the gifts, the armor. All of that is free for us. So the day you make Jesus Lord of your life, that's the day you receive the gift of righteousness. The very second that you say and give your life over to him, you are righteous. In Hebrews 13.5 it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have, for I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not by any means, never will it happen, never will I ever leave you nor forsake you. Now, that's what God is saying. Now, the devil's going to try to convince you that's not true, but we're, he's trying to convince who? The flesh. The spirit man already knows that God means it. That's what the fleshly man, and there's nothing going to change his mind. So the same emphasis is on, I will not charge sin upon your account. It's already been taken care of 2,000 years ago. So how can he? Jesus took your sin on the cross. So how can he charge you with it? It won't happen. Period. So if the devil's trying to say something, tell you, you're too late, I already know. It sounds to me like you're just giving people a license. Who would say that? The flesh. But people don't need a license to sin. They've been sinning all their life. Now it's us, the spirit man, living in that sinful body to change their way of thinking. Because sinning is when you don't know the truth. Well, the Bible, or the sinful people, the flesh will never know the truth. But we, the spirit, 
are walking in the truth 24 hours a day. So if you believe the right things, you can live God's way, and that's righteousness. He says, since I judged all of your sins on the body of Jesus, I'm turning over the sin meter on your life, and I will not charge any sin against you because Jesus took it all. This is the whole thing about righteousness right there. Sin has been taken care of. If you if you let your body sin, then the body will ask for or repent. So he took everything, and that's why we love him. That's why we will not live without him. So the reason we preach the word is because of Jesus. If you go out on the street, you're telling everybody what Jesus did. And once they understand that, now they can see hope where in the flesh they have no hope. Now that's powerful because why? What Jesus did. So as far as you are concerned, you are no longer natural. You are now supernatural. In other words, you got your faith and you got God's faith on your faith. That's supernatural. So God has given you words to serve and to speak. That's all the words in the Bible are telling you what to do and how to say it. Because the power of God has to come from our mouth. We have to speak it. And once we speak it, then God performs it. So when you speak his words, they will go out and accomplish what God has told them to do. That's in uh, Isaiah 55:11. You were born again, created to rule. You are anointed and blessed to speak things and declare the will of God on this earth. That's why we're here. That's why he put us as a spirit being down here to do his will on this earth. They will be declared by you and are ordained to operate in the supernatural living a God kind of class. We have to speak or the enemy is going to take over. So you were born again for this day, for this purpose, this time, and this place, and made to produce supernatural manifestations of heaven on earth. This is our rights. This is righteousness right here. Because greatness is in you. The minute you're born again, I said before that everything of God comes in you automatically. The kingdom of God is in you and you live in it. This is your new DNA. You are now a citizen of the kingdom of God. You don't live in the flesh anymore. Even though you're in a fleshly body, you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. You were created to reign and not be reigned on. In other words, you tell 
the flesh, not the flesh tell you. You are also in this earth for God to bring heaven to the earth through you. What does it say? What you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. So it's already done in heaven and now we're down here on earth using what's in heaven. So you are chosen by God himself. And you are his workmanship. In other words, he created you and now he's building you as a member of his church, scripture by scripture by scripture. So there's no finer quality in you than is in anyone on this earth. You're God's son and daughter. For God himself has put you together and you are made to bring peace to every place you go and manifest his kingdom on this earth. You are not defeated, you are victorious. Every time you speak, there's going to be victory. If you, the Spirit, are speaking and not the flesh, God has not rejected you, but the enemy is going to try to tell you that. You sinned, God doesn't love you anymore, that's a lie. People will reject you, but God says you are accepted and the beloved. And who is the beloved? Jesus. So you are his precious people. You're his sons and daughters. He doesn't want you to go without, because what does it say? The Lord is my shepherd, you shall not want. In other words, God is providing everything for you. You shouldn't need or want anything. You sure you have it already. So you as his workmanship and the devil is totally defeated in life. Why? Because you are speaking the things of God and Jesus already defeated the devil 2,000 years ago. He can't do anything to you without your permission. So now you say it, you see it, and that every part of your life right now in your spirit, soul, and body, you are made whole. <clears throat> Can you see yourself whole in the spirit, soul, and body? Because if the spirit is in control, the body cannot sin. Can you see that? God is saying it right now. See it. See you in control. You're going to be promoted. You start out with a, being a babe. Through the word you become a, a child and you keep going then you are a true son of God walking in exactly what God wants you to do. So you're going to be famous and distinguished. It says that in Psalms 91. God himself has his hand on you. He's living in you. You're living in him. Everything you do and say is what he says. So Jesus is your king and your Lord. Do you believe that? It's The Bible says it. It's true. He is also your elder brother, 
talking about Jesus, and he is making intercession for you. In other words, he's the high priest up in heaven, and he's praying for you 24 hours a day. He is sitting camped around about you and keeping you in all your ways so the devil is under your foot. How you speak the word and the enemy is under your feet. So you are, you know that you are the head over this earth in Jesus' name. The Bible says that you're the head, not the tail. So, if you're the head, there's no more doubt. There's no more carnality. Carnality means that you go by what your senses are, what you see, touch, taste, smell, hear, touch. In other words, flesh. For God's blessing is on you, and it's moving by faith. In other words, what is faith? That you believe that every word in that Bible is a blessing and that you it's the promises that you can walk in it. So the kingdom of God has angels, has resources, and they are working for you right now. You can tell angels what to do. In other words, every time you get in your car, protect me to where I'm going and back safely. They're asking you, what is it that you want them to do? The angels are just waiting for you to say something so that they can move. That's part of our righteous rights, right? So give them the word and let the word bring God's honor and glory and the blessing into your life. Say what you believe. So this is your season. In other words, we said before that God has put you on this earth right now for this time and for his purpose. This is your time. Do you believe it? Then you got to be asking God every day, what do you want me to do? It will not be delayed. This is your time and season because God has trained you to do what? His will. So the Lord has a blessing, so study the word. Find out what that blessing is, claim it, and walk in it. So you've been living much beneath our standard. In other words, if you're not walking in the spirit and you're walking in the flesh, you're walking beneath what God has given you. So God is bringing back the standard in the church. Now, what standard? His way of living. That's what the standard is. The church has gotten away from it. The word more about the carpet than it does what God is saying in his word. So supernatural is where home is for us, and we got to understand that. So if you are walking in that, you don't have any problems. Why? Because you speak to every problem that tries to come into your life, and it has to leave. So all you need is faith in God. 
and all your days were written in his vision and how to follow and fulfill his will. In other words, his life was written out for you before you were even born. So Jesus didn't go to heaven until we were made righteous. we got to understand. He had to fulfill everything that God had said in the Old Testament. So when he went into heaven, we know that everything was done. So again, what is righteousness? It's a give, given, or a given gift as a God, from God. It is going to God at any time of the day before his throne. And he says that at a time of need, you can go and ask him, how do I get rid of this problem? And he will tell you, you say it, and it's gone. It's the right to use every word in the Bible to defeat the enemy. That's righteousness. So, are we going to do it? We got the choice to walk in the flesh or we can walk in God's righteousness and the choice is up to you. You, In other words, how do people get into drugs and alcohol? They go by what the world says, not by what God says. So we are all going to live in God's righteousness from now on and we will not be walking in the things of the world.